Welcome to Happy Hour with Trey and ATL. Grab a glass of your favorite drink and join us as we discuss everything from marriage and parenting to sex and money. Welcome back to Happy Hour with Trey and ATL. This is Trey. This is ATL. And we hope you've had a great week so far while listening to our podcast because we definitely appreciate all of the support. Um, We definitely wanted to give a shout shout out to another podcast. Their Instagram handle is at two girls in a podcast too. Uh, They are always supporting. They're always, you know, just letting us know how much they appreciate our episodes. They love our episodes and they're always supporting us with, with, all of our posts and everything that we do. So we definitely love y'all. We appreciate your support. Um, and then of course at out the box DS y'all, we love y'all so much. So we just wanted to kind of shout y'all out, but I think what we'll do is we'll mention some other, you know, just some people that we've either interviewed or other podcasts, um, so that y'all can be able to take a look at their podcasts, um, each week. Um, also this past Tuesday, we did another uh, happy hour Q and a on Instagram live with at I do marathon. So this couple is hilarious. Mm-hmm. I loved them. Um, they are legally getting married in all 50 States and check it out. It's on our Instagram live. Just watch it. They're hilarious, but, um, I think that their journey is awesome. So that's definitely something that um, should go in the Guinness Book of Record records. Am I, is that how you say Guinness Book of World Records? World records. I don't know why I keep messing up on that <laughs> the title. Um, as usual, you can check us out on our website, trainatl.com. You can check us out on our social media. All of our social media handles is at trainatl. And if you want to email us, you can email us at contactus@trainatl.com. Uh, and then we just launched our second ebook. So we definitely um, appreciate the support on our eBooks. Um, The second one is the building effective communication skills with your partner. So again, the first one is five side hustle ideas to start making money now. And then the second one that we just launched is building effective communication skills with your partner. And that one is uh, a workbook. So you can grab your copies at our website, trainatl.com. or you can just, the links are in our, in the bio, the link in, that's in the bio for our Instagram. Um, it's there as well, too. Okay, we got that out the way. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight we are sipping on Purple Haze Raspberry Lager. Um, it's by a company called Abita Brewing, and I got it from Whole Foods. It just stood out. I was walking with my daughter, and we were grabbing a whole bunch of stuff from Whole Foods, and I just, the, the packaging is like purple, psychedelic, and it's real pretty. So I said, oh, let's try Did this. Did you say lager? Lager. Lager? How do you say it? Lager. Lager. It's not lager. <laughs> it's lager. Lager. Yeah. Is it? Or are you just you just it's plugging lager. With me? Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. So lager. Purple haze raspberry lager. Boom. <laughs> but it's good. It's a smooth. It tastes like, you know, regular beer, mm. I guess, but it has a hint of that sweet raspberry taste. Yeah, it's not too hoppy. 
It's, yeah. it's a decent beer. Yeah. That's what we're sipping on tonight. As you can see in the title, tonight we are talking about the overstepping in-law. You ever had a situation where you had an overstepping in-law? Yes, but not in the traditional sense, I guess. Because usually you think that the in-law is trying to run your household, but that wasn't my experience. It was more like little subtle things that my ex's um, mom would do, so it'd be like we'd be just having a discussion over visiting and and she would go prancing down the hall talking about see that's why i'm single i'm single to mingle you know <laughs> and i don't have to ask nobody anything when i get ready to do this this and that and i'm thinking nobody asks anybody anything it's just common courtesy you know if you're married or in a long-term relationship that your partner you know I'm, i want to hang out with my friends like i should be a, kind of aware of where my partner is for different reasons but she would make it seem like you know that was just the drag you know so it kind of it was irritating more than anything but you know I think um you know maybe do you think that maybe because this was your ex's mom Mm -hmm. was your ex an only child no she was the oldest and only girl okay yeah so do you think that maybe your her mom was jealous um that maybe her daughter has someone else to to be with now that maybe first of all she didn't respect the relationship but that wasn't what was the forefront it was more so that you're taking my daughter away from me honestly i don't know because my from my understanding she wasn't a great mom she was just like like not home always out partying with her friends and to the point where she didn't even make sure that the kids had food and they had to take care of themselves you know from the stories i was told but who knows what's actually true that was just the story i was told that's one side of it but she could have been she could have been jealous but not so much of the relationship that that of not of me taking a daughter her daughter's friendship but more so just jealous that her daughter was in a stable relationship oh, when she didn't when she didn't have yeah because she had her young so she was very like immature mind in my opinion so it could have been more like something like that so do you think maybe she kept saying i'm single i'm ready like it was a hint to you hell no <laughs> No, not like that. Oh, it was okay. more like, you know, like that was better to be than what, what mm. we had going on. Okay. Got it. Fortunately, I have not had to deal with overstepping in-laws. I, I just haven't. You know, I've heard stories of people fighting their mom-in-laws or fighting, you know, um, sister-in-law, brother-in-law, whatever. Um, this just means you were the overstepping in-law. What? <laughs> <laughs> No, it wasn't because I was always to myself. I was, I was always home. I was just home and like, so you weren't involved in like your sisters. Like you didn't have any input in their, their relationships. No, we all, yeah, we all are like, look, as long as they're treating you right, you know, or whatever, then we're good. Now we're close. We're all close. And I consider like, um, uh, you know, my sister's husband, that we're bro- brother and sister, you know, we're, we're that close, but, um, have you ever not liked someone that either of your sisters dated? Hmm. Because that's where it stems from. It's got to be a certain level of 
like this. I guess so, this, yeah. Like, yeah. No, I haven't I haven't um encountered or been in a situation where I didn't like who they were dating or but who they were married to. You know what I found myself doing, like as far as my sister and brother, like I was so excited for them to be in a relationship or to be dating that I wasn't critical enough of who they were dating mm. in the past, you know, so I wouldn't find fault in them. Yeah. Whereas some people, their initial reaction is to find fault immediately, which is a good thing to me. I will say this. Let one of the kids bring somebody home. <laughs> yeah. Like to be like overly critical is really protection for them because they may not be able to see past what's yeah. face value. So, you know, now when they introduce new people, I got a million questions. I'm not immediately like, oh, yeah, welcome to the family. Uh-uh. Like, I need to know if you got a stable job, what your goals in life are, and how are you treating my sibling? Like. Yeah. Do you want kids and do how you interact with children? Because I got children. How do you interact with your own parents? Right. Do you plan on moving far away and taking my my sister far away or my brother far away? Like, what are your intentions in this relationship? Are you looking for a wife? Or are you looking for a husband? Or are you looking for just a platonic relationship or just y'all just chilling? Like, yeah. tell me if I you can't thought, tell them. Yeah. Because now, after seeing them go through bad relationships, I'm just like, nope, I'm not giving you an automatic pass. So th I think sometimes when people are overstepping, it's because they've watched a loved one suffer through bad relationships. Yeah, that could be one way to look at it. Yeah. And then you have those that just don't see past the the outer, you know, the what's on the outside for example yeah. if it's a same-sex marriage immediately yeah. they just disrespect yeah that's you that's know, autumn I, that's like that's like what i call low-hanging fruit like if you're just looking for a reason to have a problem that's easy you know because in the grand scheme of things if it's like not immediate family it's extended family like that's going to be something easy for you to have a problem with you know but when it comes to parents i think their motivation as far as having an issue with same-sex marriage is just because of cultural issues and especially you know if it's something to do with religion and beliefs or just a concern about having grandchildren mm. or just the taboo nature of the 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 gay lifestyle so so you know and even me like now that I have a biological more so than just being a step parent you look at look at what you want for your children differently when you become a parent, you know, like when you, when you are not just a step parent, when you're a real parent, I guess. And I know I'm a real parent regardless, but you just look at it differently. Like, what is it that I'm hoping my child has in the future? You know, what is what kind of life am I hoping my child will have? And and for the most part, even if I wasn't uh, part of the LGBTQ plus community, I would feel like being in that community would be difficult and dangerous you know for different reasons and i wouldn't want my child to have to go through those things no more right. so than i would want them to have to go through the stigma of being like the only brown kid in a white society or you know or living in an area where it's mostly white predominantly people. white yeah, yeah. And, and it's not that you don't hope that they you know 
um, have that, you know, are, are that way or that, you know, or anything like that. I don't know how to say it, but it's just more so that you just don't, knowing everything that you've gone through, you don't want your child to have to go through that. But I think that in this instance, there are some people, I think this goes as far as a toxic parent. So this can be a parent, let's, you know, there's a, there can be a parent that is just like, they like to stir up drama Mm -hmm. for no reason. You know what I mean? They don't like, maybe they see that you're in a same sex marriage and because of that, oh, hell no, I'm about to, you know, cause you've got some people who are, um, in their child is in a a relationship with the same sex. Um, but they've got other kids who are in relationships with that are in heterosexual relationships, but they are just fucked up individuals. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just selling, selling crack cocaine. I mean, just, you know, selling the WAP all over the, all on the street. Mm-hmm. I just, I wanted to say this. <laughs> I, I feel like you just wanted to say that. <laughs> selling the WAP, you know, but, um, you know, but instead of them actually looking at that, the bullshit ass relationships that they're, those, you know, children are in, they're focused on this same sex one, you know, and because of that, they start, um, magnifying their toxic traits on, and projecting it onto this relationship. Um, I wrote down though some examples of overstepping in-laws that could, you know, be toxic behavior as well. Mm-hmm. So number one is that they judge too quick. They met you and it's off off the bat judge. They don't want to get to know you. They don't give a shit. Oh, you another female, you know, if it's a gay relationship, you another male. But usually they'll they'll know, you know what I'm saying, if my child is uh, gay or or not or whatever. But they just now the toxic toxicity has been magnified. Now it's coming out. Now it's real. Oh, you bring in somebody to the house now, um, you know, and they didn't even they don't even care about getting to know this person and how this person treats your child. They just judged off the bat. And and what I'm trying to do is to put myself in the shoes of the parent. Why would I react in that way? Like my first thought is that it's a defense mechanism. First of all, maybe they feel embarrassment that their child is gay. Maybe they've been someone that vocally been homophobic and talked a lot of junk about, you know, gay people. And then all of a sudden now their kid's gay. And I've been around people like that. You know, they were homophobic and then their kid um, is coming out as gay. And they want to blame everybody around them as though it was a, mm. oh, it's because you, you've been you've around been these gay people. Yeah. So that's why you all talking about, you just confused. You just see them doing that. And now you think that's something you want to do or they'll blame. So, oh, you just watch too much TV and see that mess on TV and they just shoving it down your throat these days, you know, when in all actuality, I'll just speak for myself. And like, in my experience, I hadn't been around any gay people. I just happened to have those feelings. I feel like you either are or you aren't interested in the same sex. I don't think it's something that you can see somebody else doing it, like eating a Snicker bar and say, oh, I want to eat Snickers. It's like you like it or you don't. And think about it this way. They've been shoving heterosexual images on TV all our lives. And we still... (laughs) are married to the same sex so it's not and uh, same as me I've had these feelings since I was in elementary school so you know people think that they'll 
project their fears onto you, their hatred onto you. They'll blame everything that's around you and say that that's what influenced you. But ultimately, they judged too quick, too quickly. Didn't care to get to know you. And then with like, like with your daughters, like, okay, as a father, you want your daughter to be taken care of and pampered as well as you took care of them you know, raising them and stuff. So the first thing I I feel like it would be is how can she take care of you? Like, how can another woman provide for you, care for you and do the thing? How, how are you going to run your house without a man's touch? Like who's going to fix the car? Like who's going to cut the grass? Like all those things probably run through their mind and they might worry that their child will go without or suffer because of their sexuality. So this is where they have old fashioned ideas. Yeah. You know, they're Those stuck hetero- in heteronormative ways yes. and, and have a difficult time seeing, uh, the, the way things could work any other way. Now, my thing is like my dad has always taught me how to do everything he taught the boys how to do. So I don't know his thoughts as far as those things are concerned, because there's really nothing I named that he didn't make sure I knew how to do. And this was before he knew what my sexuality was. So, and I feel like that's the right way to raise your child. If it's something you worried about them being able to do, teach them how to do it, regardless Mm -hmm. of whether or not they're a boy or a girl so that you don't have that worry in your mind that they can't function without a a heterosexual relationship or being taken care of by a man. Or if it's a male and they're not uh, able to do those things or not interested in doing those things, that they can't function and have a family in spite of that. You know, so I don't know. I, I feel like it's a lot of expectations that parents have of children mm-hmm. and and it makes me try to pay be more vigilant and make sure that I'm not um, making my kids feel like they they have to fit into a mold like be who you are be the best at what you are but you don't have to follow these like cookie cutter ways of life like conform to you know yeah, society. society yeah because like when I was in school I saw like when I was in school it would be like okay they dating then they get a dog and then they move in together well they move in together then they get a dog then they um get married then they having kids and everybody doing the same thing on the same t- timeline and then everybody want to move to the same neighborhood the gated neighborhood and go to the same parks and shop at the same grocery mm-hmm. store it's like like they just hitting milestone 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 but isn't that boring like if everybody was doing the same thing, yeah. there's, there's nothing to me is just like vanilla. And if it's somebody that's not interested in that, like just naturally that doesn't excite them and they just go take a different path in life. It's, it's okay to do things differently. It's okay to see your kid doing things differently and it's okay to, to say, okay, they can be in this relationship and function without those normative ways, yeah. heteronormative ways. Yeah. So the next one um, that I have is uh, that example, an example of an overstepping toxic in-law is that they refuse to respect boundaries. Um, the next one is that they, number three, is they go out of their way to make their partner feel bad. So you have some in-laws that I know that, for example, you know, with your family, I had, it was a learning 
experience. I was not used to the things that your dad said. Um, and I always felt like it was an attack, but I didn't know as I got to know him more and, you know, we did our like more of the family functions and stuff like that. I realized, oh, this is how he talks to everybody. Right. It wasn't personal. Yeah. And so, but now this, this is referring to somebody who goes out of their way. You know what I'm saying? To make you feel bad. So they are constantly directing conversation towards your spouse. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, well, look at you, you know, constantly criticizing, judging, you know, they go out of their way to make you feel bad. Um, That's another example. Yeah. And and like if, if like I, I noticed that people that my parents met, like if I brought somebody home, it always came off as though they were grilling the person, you know, question after question. Whereas my parents are sort of like me, like they not social butterflies. So to, in order to quell that, that awkward silence that could occur, they just try to ask a bunch of questions to keep the conversation going. But what they don't realize is that it makes the person feel uncomfortable. Like there's a wrong answer to some of the questions when in all actuality, me knowing them, it's just their discomfort and just their way of keeping the conversation going. So it's all about perception, you know, like a person would perceive it to be a certain way when they have not a clue about that person's perception and they're just trying to make them feel comfortable and get rid and that, of the silence. You know? That's what I had to learn about your family yeah. because like your dad always wants to, like he'll always, you know, just, he'll just talk. Yeah. So he'll how's talk. work and, going? How yeah. you like your job? You, you Tell me more about your job. You know, like, and at and, first I remember I used to say things <laughs> like, like we would be getting ready to go over to their house and I'd say, okay, let me get my, my answers together for you. You know, cause I felt like he was grilling me. But then as I, as we, you know, um, stayed in the relationship long, I guess, and got to know them and I, I got to know them and they got to know me and stuff. Um, now there's times where I go over there and we just don't even talk. Yeah, it's you know, fine. just watch TV. And I realized that, I didn't know what he was doing was trying to make me comfortable mm-hmm. when in reality, I don't, we don't have to talk at all. I'm right. comfortable just right. uh, sitting over there, you know, cause it's like my second home, my, my but family. Then, but, but you have to realize because we're in a different type of relationship, they didn't know what to do. Yeah. They didn't know any more so than we knew what to do. Like, so it, the interaction initially is a learning process anyway, because if it's something new to your family, like it for us, if our, either of our children is in part of the community, we obviously won't have any issue dealing with that. You know, even more so, I feel like I would have difficulty dealing with the heterosexual relationships that they're going to have because it's, it's not something that I deal with every day. You know, yeah. so, so for me, that'll be uncomfortable. Yeah. So you might see me doing stuff that makes them uncomfortable. So it's all, <laughs> you know, it's like, so I don't, I don't know if people realize that it's not a hetero homo thing. It's more like a, it's a people thing, you know, yeah. stop being so uptight about what type of relationship. Then ask yourself more. So is my child happy? You know, yeah. is, is this a good relationship? Is this a good person? Those are the things that should be focused on, you know, and it is, it's good to try to establish a dialogue with people that like for us in the gay community, we need to be comfortable with enough with the hetero norms 
for our children who are heterosexual, you know, just as well as we would expect our family to be, you know, dealing with us and and being in the LGBTQ plus community. So the next one is they insert themselves into private conversations. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's one thing to, first of all, inserting yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. that right there is just being disrespectful, but let you know, but adding the fact that it's a private conversation. So, you know, what's going on over there What's you know, just finding, inserting themselves into conversations that probably should just be with you and your partner anyway. But who gives anybody the opportunity to do that? So there might be some people that actually divulge, it's a divulge. I don't know. Just they <laughs> overshare with their family. Yes, they overshare with their family. I'm going to have to look that word up. <laughs> I don't know why that came to my head. But yes, oversharing with their family. They are going back, telling their mom, going back, telling their brother stuff about their relationship, personal things. And it makes them feel like, okay, now I'm a part of this relationship. So this is what y'all, you know, need to do, or this is what we going to do, you know? And meanwhile, your spouse or your partner is, you know, over there at home, like, why are you telling all our business? You know, just why are you? So it's a, it's a two-way thing. It's between that parent and the child, you know, and it's one thing when you go to your parent or you go to your sibling or whatever for advice, but when you know that they are toxic and that they are probably going to use this shit against your spouse, you don't need to be telling, you know what I'm saying? Your, your business between private um, businesses or whatever between you and your spouse. I can see where that would happen. It's, it's a, this is one of those situations where it's just going to be a case-by-case basis because, like, if, say like me, like, I can be accused of oversharing because of the nature of the relationship that I have with my mom as, as an adult. Now, as a child, she was just straight up my parent. But after I got older, we are more like friends, you know, so we talk all the time, like stuff that I would tell my homegirl, I tell my mom, because she my homegirl, you know, so if I'm dealing with something and it's bothering me, as soon as I get on the phone with her, what's wrong with you? Well, see, here's the difference with, with your mom, because your mom has never gone out of her way to make me feel bad. Right. She has actually gone out of her way to make me feel comfortable and to um, make sure that I was um, accepted, I guess, um, by by all. Now, so that's why you have to look at the source of it. Yeah, like- it are, yeah, the person that you're going to, your parent that you're going to, are they going, are they doing other toxic things around you, around your spouse? You know, are they going out of their way to make your spouse feel um, you know, bad or anything like that. And you're still going to this parent and giving them information. Yeah. At that point, if you have a conversation and that's what's going on, because this is the way I see it. Like, like with our kids, if it, if they're dating someone and I don't particularly like them, I'll say it. But at the same time, I will never be disrespectful. You know, it's like, but it's some people that don't have enough love for their child to be respectful in spite of their child being with someone they don't care for. It's more like, that's my child. I'm going to call and I ain't giving a shit about you. And we, if you answer the phone, oh, that's that old girl that you call yourself liking. You know how we are. You call yourself wit. She call herself your in a relationship with your little friend. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's just more so like, 
I'm the mom. You will never have more clout than me because I'm the mom and there ain't nothing you can do about it. You know, and that's the mentality of some people, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I personally feel like that's because you lack enough respect for your child to respect the person they with. Because mm-hmm. if your child is married to somebody, they won. And if you can't respect that, that person in spite of your feelings of like or dislike for them, then you might need to check yourself. And I'm talking about anybody that, you know, not just like Ella says, gay parents. If my parents was doing that, they need to check themselves. And if they're not going to do it on their own, it's definitely this. This is an opportunity for communication, detailed communication. Mm -hmm. And if you need pointers on how to do detailed communication, listen to go back and listen to some of our Our first one, our first podcast about communicating um, you know, with people and giving detailed communication so that, you know, there are no assumptions about what is expected and what is wanted. And then again, also about where your line in the sand is. Make promises to yourself and keep promises to yourself about the things that you're going to tolerate and not tolerate. And always, I am not an advocate at all for being disrespectful to your parents. I just don't, I'm just not set up like that. I, and that's where I run into problems. You know, if I feel like if my parent, one or the other one say something that I consider to be disrespectful, I dread addressing it, but I will address it. But I dread addressing it because it's really hard to have those types of conversations with your parents. But once you're an adult, you have to do adult things. If something hurt, speak up about it. Don't let it build up because then you got resentment and arguments and, And oh, I don't like you. Yeah. That's the part that's hard on the parent because the parent spends all their life trying to teach you to have respect for people. And now you've become an adult and you are demanding respect respect from from them. them. Yeah. And they don't know how to handle that. Yeah. And you can't demand respect. You can request it. And if the person's incapable of doing it, you need to put some space between yourself and them. Yeah. So the next one is uh, they pop up unannounced. They pop up at your house unannounced. They don't give a shit about what time. I don't care if it's 10 o'clock at night. I need to talk to my child. (laughs) Popping up unannounced at any time of the day is bad. Like, And my parents used to be bad about it. And you know what stopped them from doing it? (laughs) they popped up and i had company and i mean they popped up and like we was like i'm just saying it was a bad time to show up and my sister was with them they was there it was a sunday they was in their sunday best i was just so embarrassed i was just like why can you just like call and give me like a 30 minute heads up oh we coming by but it's not like they were coming by on their way from church. They went out of their way. Like, it wasn't on the way home. What? Like, they made a full trip to come see me and unannounced. Tell, they didn't tell you. No, no, they didn't. <laughs> but well, that was I, the last time. No, because your dad still would, would come. No, he doesn't come unannounced. He'll, he'll give me at least 15, he'll, 30 yeah, minutes. No, ten, 10 minutes. I'm around the corner. <laughs> So you know what I do now? I just if I don't have a bra on, I just really I, I don't have a bra on. Like I, you know, like because I don't know when he's coming, you know, and I got to run upstairs so I can put a bra on. Look, I'm relaxing in my house. You could have just left it off. <laughs> 
Seriously. I'm just, I'm just saying, that's what happened the last time. I didn't have a bra on and I was still sitting on there getting getting cold and stuff. And well, I guess he just gonna sleep. Moving right along. My, <laughs> my poor dad has put up with so much stuff. <laughs> but it can be solved with a 30 to 45 minute, are y'all busy? Are y'all okay? Y'all got clothes on? Can I come out? <laughs> Like I said, my poor dad had to put up with a lot. But anyway, yeah, that. Okay. So the next one is they try to pin you against each other. So they try yeah. to pin, you know, your your spouse and you, if it's your parent or whatever, they try to put y'all against each other. That's toxic regardless of who it's coming from. Anytime yeah. you got enough free time to just sit around stirring up drama between people, you just all the way wrong and and need to check yourself. Yeah. Um, they start leaving you out of like things like family functions. They don't invite you. Yeah, I, like I read something on the internet on one of the groups, and somebody was like, "Yeah, so I found out that it was this family gathering. They were getting ready to do something, and found they all. She only found out the day of. Nobody had invited, and it was too late to be like a part of it. So people basically went out of their way to exclude her because she was in the LGBTQ community." Hmm. Which is, that's foul. Yeah. Especially if it comes from your own, you know, parents, your own blood, your immediate family, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I've had stuff said to me recently that hurt my feelings from family, you know. But it wasn't from my, it wasn't from my immediate family. It was extended family. And then that was part of the reason why I wasn't that surprised. But every now and then, people let you know how they really feel, mm. you know. You know, yes. even if you were a person that's always like, ain't nobody going to talk shit about my family. Like, I'm that person. Like, I'm like, don't sit around talking shit about anybody in my family. I don't care if it's my third cousin. Like, you, it's not okay. You know, like, you can just shut that down. Yeah. And I've been like on their team they ain't even know it but i'm that person that don't talk shit about people buying their back so i if somebody was saying oh he shouldn't have that and that you know but anyway and and it's he just trust to say some foul you know like i don't know how to feel about it because i love my family you know and yeah. i i hate when people put me in a position where i my feelings hurt i feel defensive you know, like my kids and stuff well, like that's that. where you have to start exercising the six foot you know rule <laughs> the spacing you know just yeah, give them some space but to see the thing is we got space it was space when the little said not if it's social media yeah, social media space. That's why I'm going to go on a blocking space. Yeah, oh, I, my block game is strong, honey. I just block, block. Like Charlene said, be blocked and be blessed. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> All right, the next one is they try to control. So like you said earlier, they um, try to over they overstep by seeing if they can be in control. Um you know, just controlling either the situation, controlling their child, who's going to have the control. It becomes a control thing between mm -hmm. the mother-in-law and the... Between, yeah. Like you and my mom had when I was in the hospital. <laughs> Lord <laughs> Jesus. I was like, can she just let her child's wife take care of her child? No. Like, what? <laughs> Can you? Can, could you? But could you? It's different. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, if anything happened to my kid... I'm going to be right there. 
right there posted up with a tent. I'm going to be there. That's exactly how she was. She wasn't moving from that I chair. I shall not be moved. I couldn't. I felt like Just I couldn't like even. Just like a tree planted by the water. <laughs> I won't be moved. I felt like I couldn't rub on you. I couldn't hold you. It was, and, I didn't want to be rubbed. I was toe up. I was like sick sick. Well, you don't know what you wanted. You was medicated. But I, I needed to be, as your wife, I was there. I needed to be there. I, and I was there. Okay. But your mama was there too in the, she, in the corner as, as she should be <laughs> but she you know but after seeing that i think that that situation and then giving birth to koa that you know her being in the delivery room and uh, but she she did step like, yeah she did step out that. and but her being a be willing to step out of the um the room oops her being able to step out of the room showed me that we could compromise that we can compromise on things. I guess. She was willing to compromise with that. Like I was like, I I felt uncomfortable only because I knew understood that this was their first grandchild, mm-hmm. this was your first child, and that I was giving birth. But I still needed a sense of privacy. Yeah, and that's because, the part that everybody understood. Yeah. And and for me, it was more like she a nurse. Like I if anybody I trust to be like, okay, that ain't right, you know. Yeah. I wanted her to be around. Yeah. So and she, that was her first grandchild. She yeah. did step out of the room while, you, you know, I was pushing yeah. and everything. And you were the best coach, I would say. But she did step out of the room. <laughs> then she came right back in once he was out. Yeah. So, she was in and out. You know, she was just kind of, you know. And it, it worked out good, in my opinion. Yeah. I thought it was fine. Like, I needed her to be there after he got here. But I, I also knew that, I know now that if something... God forbid, were to happen to you, um, that she would be there. I need her there. Yeah. Well, I know you need yeah, her there. Do you friend. need? Do you need me there? I need you there, y'all. Both my friends, like I need y'all there. <laughs> okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. She was there, and I knew she wasn't. Like I know she's not going nowhere, so I could leave and get some sleep. Mm-hmm. And that was her. her I, I now was, realize, yeah, that's that all whole, she kept saying was go check on the kids. Yeah, and I thought she. I was like, what's she trying to do? She's trying to kick me out of this room, you know. So see, it's a whole when you don't communicate, it can yeah. be a miscommunication, which can be extremely bad. Especially when one party always assume the worst. Yes, yes. But now I'm like, okay. Now I know that they are, you know, how they are, and I am okay with it. And also, I think I was just going through a lot of hormonal stuff, you yeah, know. Yeah, you was tripping. Because <laughs> those are good people. Yeah. So, real quick, five tips on how to deal with overstepping um, in-laws. Number one, communicate with your spouse. Have detailed communication, no matter how much it hurts. Be open to listening to your partner. Consider the other person's perspective. Okay. Number two, stay cool at all times. Don't be disrespectful. Don't get violent. No matter how violent they try to get, don't engage in the negative behavior. Um, sometimes that can be the goal. They want you to get, you know, Look, crazy. Ain't nobody getting violent. We ain't finna go. No, now. we not. But there are people that will get I'm violent. Just saying, if that, if it go down, like somebody got to go. So yeah, that's true. But again, you got some people that have to deal with that type of shit. So, but you just. Stay firm, stand your, you know, your, I don't want to say stand your ground, but stay firm in who you are. Yeah, I guess. Don't, don't, um, compromise your values. Yes. 
Yeah, like if it's something, like I said, be true to yourself. Don't like say if this this happened and then don't follow through on it. Like this is my line in the sand. If she do this, then I'm finna give her like three months of not seeing me or talking to me. Yeah. You know, you have to be firm on that. Yeah. And they, you know, you going off the deep end because as a result of what they're doing may just be the result that they're looking for so that they can tell their child, look, see, I told you that bitch was crazy. You know, something like that, just being Mm -hmm. manipulative and toxic. So you just stay cool at all times. Number three, create boundaries with your spouse, not only create them, but follow through with them. So you can even try doing things like play uh, role playing scenario scenarios before you go to like a family function or something like that. Um, but you want to make these boundaries loud and clear. Mm-hmm. Number four, don't forget who they are because they're still your spouse's parents or their siblings or whoever. And these are the people that made and molded your spouse. Right. So you still got to show respect for them. Right. And then number five, compromise. They might feel some kind of way with a new person that's in their child's life. Remember, they don't have to accept your marriage, but they must respect it or at least try to respect it. You know, Um, the same respect that they taught you to give everyone else all throughout your life. What you can do is like create rituals Mm -hmm. like, you know, this um, like, for example, for us, every Christmas we go to your family's house. Mm -hmm. Although I would love to spend Christmas in, you know, Washington State with my sisters and stuff. We can always do Thanksgiving there. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Lately we've been doing Thanksgiving, you know, and yeah. So your mother-in-law said we, we not coming to her house because we work in healthcare. So we gonna be doing. <laughs> she, so, she's like, we not about to be we in having her face. a Corona Christmas. We having a Rona Christmas. <laughs> well, anyway, that's what we were doing. But that's what y'all could do is just, you know, sometimes the parent just feels like you're taking my child away from me. You know, I don't know how to accept this. Um, I don't even accept your marriage anyway, because it's not real, whatever. It's just a, a way that a fear they're lashing out in fear. There's no communication. They don't know what to expect all their expectations of what they wanted their child to, to be in or, or to, to the path that they're hoping. wanting that hoping. Yeah. For them to go has now been taken away they don't they're pissed off now address those yeah. things address those things sometimes the only thing that parents are concerned about i ain't gonna have no grandkids oh yes you can have grandkids yeah. if i choose i want kids you know and and just be open and honest if that's somebody that's important to you to have in your life yeah. you know but you know anytime somebody is that's normally not like that is mean like that is usually from a place of hurt, you know? So I think that not having the conversation, even after mean things are said, is not a good way of handling it. You need to have the conversation, have the uncomfortable conversation, get it over with, let them know that, you know, this is what it is. This is my expectation. You know, it doesn't change anything. Or if it does, this is my choice in my life, you know, and I still want you to be a part of it. But I you're going to have to respect who I'm with. And if you can't find it in yourself to do that, then we might not be in communication like we've been. And give them time to process it. Definitely give time for processing and just give them as much time as you think you would need to process it. If you, the shoe was on the other foot. You got anything else? I did, but I forgot. It was like two things I wanted to say, but I forgot what they were. But, um, (laughs) Yeah, I'll probably remember it as soon as we end the podcast. But, you know, I just I see so many times where people 
are talking about having difficult interactions with in-laws and, you know, <laughs> and, and the communication is usually the, the thing that's rubbing one party or the other in the wrong way. And what I was saying before was, you know, as a child, I know my parents, I know how they are, you know, and if I had a parent that was just a toxic person and, and I knew that I was going to introduce you to them, I would give you full disclosure up front. Like, this is how she is. She probably ain't going to change. She probably ain't going to accept it, you know, but I did want you to meet my mom, but we probably ain't going to be interacting that much because just that's the relationship we had and and you know like people I've been with in the past like me and my parents don't have a good relationship but I did want you to meet them you know we deal with each other on this level you know and if somebody goes out of their way to give you that disclosure don't be the one that's oh well I'll make them change their mind oh they'll love me no there's there's a reason they're telling you this yeah and even stuff like who gonna ride in the front seat like I saw on (laughs) on Facebook like first of all if it was me you know, this is how I feel about it personally. At some point, it's just about showing respect to elders. You know, and the other thing is, like, if Trey and my mom was riding in the car with me, my mom got to sit in the back seat because she's 6'3 with knee and hip problems. Like, she got to have a certain place she sit. But if she was just, if it was like our cultural uh, way of doing things was the older person always ride up front. I would just be like, my. I'm just going to be honest. My expectation would be this is what it is. And if Trey had a problem with sitting in the back, I'll sit in the back while she drive. Like, we just got to fix, fix, figure this out. We're not going to tiptoe around the issue. The issue being that you don't want to be in the back seat, then I don't care. That's where it becomes a control thing. Yeah, it is. So, you know, sometimes you just have to. Now, me, myself, I was raised up on, you know, the, the older person sits in the front seat. You know, it doesn't matter. I don't care who it is, your mom, you know, whatever. If they're older than me and they need to go in the front seat, I can get in the back. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a problem with that. But the whole who going to sit in the front seat, you going to tell them that I'm going to sit in the front seat. I mean, that's it's just a control thing. Yeah, and it puts the, like, if it was the, the mother-in-law and the wife, it puts you in a bad position, like, as far as being the, the neutral party. You can't be Switzerland. You got to you got to be like, okay, you either got to mediate or make a choice. All right. Well, we've been on this podcast a good while. This episode a good while. Well, we made up for the short one now. Yeah, yeah. And you didn't fall asleep. Yeah, this is that's good, man. Good job. <laughs> All right. Don't forget to follow us at Trey and ATL, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, definitely Instagram, because that's where if you go the, to the link in our bio, you can access everything, um, including our new ebook uh, workbook, which is the building effective communication skills with your partner. Don't forget to grab you a copy. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Love y'all. Y'all have a great rest of the week. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Bye. Bye.